French Connection, the all-new Raging Cajun, 102.7 FM. And good morning to everyone in Southeast Louisiana. It is play by play coming to you live on this Friday. It's the end of the week. We've got a busy, fun, jam packed show coming your way over the next 90 or so minutes. I'm going to tell you more about that in just a second, but first, we're going to lead off today's show going to the phone lines. We've got Corey Abear with the Blue Boot Rodeo, one of our sponsors of play by play. Their 2022 rodeo will be held July 7th through 9th at the Grand Isle Marina, located at 158 Sand Dollar Court at the Tarpon Pavilion. Corey, good morning, buddy. How are you today? Good morning. How are you doing, Casey? We're doing great. Uh, you guys are in crunch time, man. Just a couple of weekends until the 2022 ro- rodeo. I know you guys got to be awfully excited, man, because it's looking like it's going to be another big event for the Blue Boot team. Yes, sir. We, you said it right. It is crunch time for us leading up to the rodeo. Um, the outpouring of support has been great as usual. Uh, yesterday, we actually passed up last year's sponsorships. Wow. Uh, so we, we, we feel blessed. We have another two, three weeks to go, and, and uh, we're ready for it. We're just praying for good weather as usual. Man, like, okay, as as you're saying that, like, I'm thinking, man, that's, okay, the, the price of gas is like almost $5. The economy's not great. The stock market's not great. For you all to surpass last year's totals, that's incredible, man. Kudos to you all. That's a wonderful, wonderful thing. Yeah, man, it, it we truly blessed. I, I think um, what helps us out is, is the community sees what we're doing with our funds, you know, uh, whether it's uh, replenishing all the, the life ring buoys on the beach in Grand Isle or the life jacket program we have. And, and we're trying to broaden our, our brand, so to speak, and get the word out to different areas in the South. You know, obviously we, we stayed and we geared towards Grand Isle and Lord Lafouche the last couple of years, and we've done a, uh, a better job this year branching out uh, Upper Lafouche Parish in the Thibodeau area. We're trying to get our name out there and, and our calls out in Terrebonne Parish. So, uh, we've made a conscious effort to try and get broaden ourselves a little bit. Yeah, very, very good. And man, <clears throat> what went into the decision this year to to hold the event? I know some rodeos backed away, and you know I've been to Grand Isle. It, there's still some some situations that you know some some damages and everything. What went into the decision to hold the event? Well, we we never had a we never had a thought of not holding it. I guess um, we. We did entertain maybe a different location, but uh, looking back on it, um, you know, our first year we moved the date because of a hurricane. The last two years we've dealt with COVID. Um, this year we kept in close contact with, with the town, with uh, real estate agents in the town, and we were getting updates weekly on uh, either camps becoming available for rent or hotels, motels down in the area, and we just thought that, Grand Isle was built back up enough to host us, and with all they've been through, we wanted to make sure that we could bring the people and and uh, hopefully some revenue down to the to the town of Grand Isle. Very good, man. 
one of the things that you guys have done in recent years since starting, you know, the, the rodeo and the foundation and everything mm -hmm. is you guys have got your life ring post and you, you got the life rings on the post and, and those things have saved who knows how many lives. Like we know of several that have been saved, but we, I mean, there may have been others that we don't know about that have been saved by these things like that to me is fascinating and amazing that, you know, it's a little old project and an idea that you all had have kept dozens of people with their families because, you know, they were maybe drowning or were struggling in the water and that little old life ring saved their life, man. That is an amazing thing. It, it truly is. It's, it's done way, way more uh, than we ever imagined. Um, you know, our goal was always if we could save a life, and, and we've been able to do more than that. And, you know, after the storm, we we lost every all 85 of the, of the polls. Um, we were lucky enough this year that we had a company that, that was down here from, from the hurricane that donated some, some cut-off pieces of, uh, of telephone posts. So instead of a 4x4 post, we have an actual telephone post that is driven 15 feet into the ground this year on the beach. Uh, we we really blessed with uh, the Garden Club from Grand Isle, a group in Grand Isle that helps maintain volunteers that help maintain and clean the beach that they help us out with our life rings. So when a storm's approaching, they'll go pick them all up along with the help of the fire department down there. So it's a group effort, and uh, we really appreciate all, all the help we get. What have you been hearing about the fishing, man? I know it's hot as heck, but, you know, it's been clear, and I've been seeing a lot of pictures on Facebook. People have been catching some really, really big fish. Now, I know a lot could change between now and, and early July, but so far it looks like it's shaping out to be a really good weekend to fish. I think so. Uh, I, I'm kind of hearing the same same you're hearing, and, uh, you know, I, I talked to several people. Darby and all uh, uh, were down in, in, the, in Grand Isle last weekend for the uh, – I think it was Swolefest uh, Rodeo. They had a really good turnout. You know, it was it was good weather, good fishing, and and people are looking for something to do. Uh, people are looking to get back to the island, and um, and we hope that we have a, a big turnout. My oh, man, it, I, I talk about this all of the time on this show. Like whenever I'm reading you guys' little liner here as our sponsors, I, I often stop and like, you know what, I got to add a little bit more. And I say this all the time. I'm going to say it to you all. The strength and the courage and the ability of the bourgeois family and then all of the army that they have built since then, yourself included, to turn such a terrible thing into such um, a community service because that's what it is. You guys are providing a community service, educating people, and helping save other people who may be in a bad situation someday the strength of you all to turn that negative into something that is going to help so many people and has helped so many people. I don't know where that level of strength comes from. I don't have it in me. If I had to overcome that type of issue in my life, I don't know that I could have done what you all have been doing. So kudos to y'all, man. It's an amazing thing. Well, I, I think I uh, appreciate that, that comment. And uh, we all gain uh, all, all our volunteer base and, and our, our committee and, and board of directors gained their, our strength from Darby and Nicole, obviously. Um, for them to be able to continue on, as you mentioned, is, is amazing. And i like to mention, too, I, I know you did an article <clears throat> a while back about it, but, um, you know, Darby and Nicole, along with our, our rep, Joe Ogeron, has been working real hard. And, um, and now we have House Bill 963, which is a 
to mandate water safety education in public schools K through 12 is now on the governor's desk awaiting executive approval. So if this goes through, this will be the, the Raleigh John Bourgeois bill, and and uh, we're hoping it's passed all the, the hoops it needed to so far. So it's it's on the last leg right now and waiting for the governor to sign off on it. That's that's incredible, man, and I certainly hope that, that that goes through and that those kids will be able to get that education. Now, let me ask you this, man. I know that the first event uh, got moved a little bit because of a storm, but that was pre-COVID, and you know there was big children's stations and all kinds of stuff for people to have a great time. COVID kind of scaled some of that back a little bit. In 2022, will there be some of those things that will be returning or give us kind of a, a rundown of what the rodeo is expected to look like? Yeah, we'll be uh, we'll be full go. So on, on Friday, obviously our fishing starts on Thursday, and it, it's fishing only. You can start fishing on Thursday. On Friday, um, the scales open at noon. We're gonna have uh, under the pavilion, the Tarpon Pavilion. We're gonna have the cornhole tournament that's gonna start roughly around six o'clock. We're gonna have DJ Frozen playing. Then we're gonna do some of those, and the kids zone is gonna be open. We're gonna have some uh, some games and cornhole for the kids and different uh, play area for the, all the kids. And then this year uh, at 8 o'clock, we're going to have Sharks in December play. They got a lot of local uh, Grand Isle people in that band. And then um, then on Saturday is, is our main event. You know, the scales are going to open back at noon uh, till around 4 o'clock, I, I believe, is the, the, the closing time. We, we added something for... Uh, or we like to say for the ladies, but everybody's in, invited, kids, women, everybody, bingo and mimosas this year from 10 to 12 under the pavilion. Um, so that's going to be fun. It's something different. And then we're going to have DJ Frozen going to be back to play. We have Rough and Ready that's going to play. Our nighttime band is going to be Junior Lacrosse. And then, you know, in the middle of that, we're going to have our awards uh, ceremony around 6 o'clock. And then we're going to have an auction before Junior Lacrosse starts. Casey, you're going to have to stick around and see some of these auction items. I'm going to give you a little tease. <laughs> we've got, we've got uh, some Joe Burrow exclusive signed items. We've got some uh, Blue Boot label ice chest. We even have a honey badger item coming oh. from the Saints. Very, so, uh, very interesting. You, you, you might have to broadcast the, the auction, man. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, man. Now that that's really cool. That's really cool. And one thing before we let you go, buddy, that that I wanted to say, and you kind of touched on this a minute ago, and and it's something that that's a credit to you all, is that like you could go to this thing and not ever put a cork in the water and still have a great time. Like there's fun for everybody. There's good food. There's drinks, and you're hanging out with people that you maybe hadn't seen in a while, and playing games and doing whatever. Like you, they, yeah, the fishing is awesome, and there are going to be tons and tons of big fish caught. But if you don't have any interest in fishing, you could still go and have a wonderful time. Absolutely. And I failed to mention, so if you buy a ticket for the rodeo, a ticket to fish, uh, it's $20, okay? And with that ticket, it gives you an entry to, to, to enter fish into the rodeo, a free plate lunch on Saturday. And if you under 13 years old, that gets you a free life jacket for life with our life jacket program. So... If if your kid is five years old, he gets a free life jacket. That's gonna be he's gonna be fitted with the life jacket by Children's Water Safety Awareness. Two years later, he outgrows it. You bring it back. We swap it for one that fits him. So that's our life jacket for life program. And with that ticket purchase, 
you have a chance to win our grand prize, which is a 2021 side by side this year. Ooh, goodness. Yeah, that's a pretty good bargain for $20. Just the food alone is a $20 bargain, much less all the other stuff. <laughs> yeah, it's, it's pretty good. By the way, we're going to have a plate of food ready for you and truck when y'all come. I, I'm there. <laughs> you asked me yesterday, hey, you coming? You said the magic words. I'm there, brother. <laughs> Look, Corey, thanks so much for the time, man. We'll have you on again before the rodeo so that we could uh, continue to promote for you guys, okay? No problem, man. Look, I appreciate all, all the support from – from y'all, you truck, all the advertising y'all doing for us. And um, I'm headed to catch some uh, high school baseball in McNeese right now. Beautiful. Y'all have a great weekend. And uh, and, and what was the name of the team? It's uh, it's our Vanderbilt summer team. Oh, okay. Well, well, go Terriers. There you go, man. Thanks so much for the time, buddy. All right. Thank you. Yep. That is Corey Bear doing a great job, as always, with the Blue Boot Rodeo. We look forward to the Blue Boot Rodeo. <laughs> that's, a, that's, a special, that's a special event. That is a special event, and I talked about this with Corey. The man, I'm gonna get emotional talking about this man. The strength of that family to turn such a negative thing into a positive thing. Those folks at the Blue Boot Rodeo are doing an amazing job. It is unbelievable the work that they have done, turning such a negative into such a positive. That is helping so many. People and Corey just said, "Truck, he's got food provided for all of us." Yeah, so that's that's an amazing, amazing thing. Yeah, no doubt about that. No doubt. No doubt. Let's catch a commercial break when we get back. Chandler Guitro, South Lafouche Baseball, will be on the line. Tarpons had a 3-0 and week in the Swampland schedule. We'll talk with Coach Guitro's out of this break here on Play by Play on KLEB. Hey, Mike Davis here. Looking for your next new vehicle? Come check us out at Golden Motors. Price is priority. Come place your very own order or choose what is in stock or coming in. Many 2022 Silverado trucks and SUVs to choose from. New vehicles are here on the way. Chevy, find new roads. And if you're looking for that slightly pre-owned or any make and model vehicle, we have it in our huge selection or don't see it, we can get it. Just stop by on the back road and cut off or call us at 985-325-1000. Hello, friends and family. Taylor Griffin here, back again to talk about Dufresne Building Materials. First, we just want to say thank you. Thank you for trusting us to help serve you in these trying times of post-storm recovery, and thank you for your patience during our expansions. We now have eight convenient locations to serve you, which include Cutoff, Thibodeau, Luling, Bell Chase, Araby, Slidell, Gulfport, and Grand Isle. And no matter how big we grow as a company, we promise to keep that local family business feel and welcome you with a smile. So come give the local guys a try and experience the Dufresne difference. You have a pest control problem? Roundtree's Pest Control and Supplies has an experienced staff that can guide you with the products to use yourself for your home or business. They carry a full line of professional products for termites, mosquitoes, ants, wasps, fleas, bedbugs, mice and rats, or any other pest control needs you may have. That's Roundtree's Pest Control and Supplies. Call 985-475-3314. That's Roundtree's Pest Control and Supplies. 
Did you or your loved ones go without this hurricane season? Well, this year, go with Industrial Power Systems, your only local power generation professional, serving Lafourche for over 18 years. We offer sales, service, installation, and maintenance on all major brands of residential, commercial, industrial, and marine generators for the most trusted brands in the industry. Generac, Kohler, Briggs & Stratton, Cummins Onan, and many more. Industrial Power Systems. Power is our middle name. Call us today at 632-1692 or come see us on the back road in Galliano. Home health services in South LaFouche are vital right now. Look no further than Lady of the Sea Home Health, where the sick, the elderly, and the homebound. Our caring staff makes each day a little brighter, a little better. With quality health care and warm, genuine support, you and your loved ones are the most comfortable, content, and independent in your own home. Speak to your physician today about home health services from Lady of the Sea. Call 985-632-6900 for more information. Quality health care locally for you. Welcome back to Play by Play here on KLEB. We're enjoying our Friday. We hope the same for you all. One guy who's enjoying his Friday is South Lafouche baseball coach Chandler Guitros. His Tarpon team, the Advanced Eye Institute Silver Kings, has had a 3-0 and week on the diamond. Let's go to Chandler right now. Coach Guitros, good morning. How are you, man? Hey, good morning, man. Enjoying my first day off of summer here on June 17th. <laughs> yeah, man, that's uh, it's always a good thing. Uh, now it's going to be a really short turnaround before the next school year. Talk about what that's been like. Let's lead off there. You know, you guys have been playing Swampland while going to school, while the kids are working out at 2.30 instead of 7.30. Like, it's been a whole different situation. What's that been like going through it? Um. From the uh, administrative and coaching perspective of it, the biggest challenge has been with our football guys lifting out the school and sometimes not getting out till 5, 5.30. We've actually had to flip-flop a lot of road games uh, that we had to make home games, and we'll travel to them later on this summer. Just because like we were uh, playing HL this week, we were scheduled to play JV at 3 and varsity at 5 because they don't have lights. Well, our JV football players literally couldn't make the varsity game, much less the JV game, and our varsity kids wouldn't be able to get there until 6. Uh, so it's kind of been one day at a time, man, uh, from our perspective. Everybody's trying to work together. You know, we all uh, – we have uh, some three-sport athletes and several, several two-sport athletes. So it's about the kids communicating with their coaches, where they're going to be, when they're going to be there. And, uh, you know, we have a lineup set for our JV game uh, based on, you know, first two innings, this is what we're doing. And then the third, fourth inning, when the other guys get here, this is what we're doing. So it's uh, been about getting flexible, trying to get them all reps, but it's definitely a lot different than normal. The past week was a good one. You get a victory over, let's see, uh, Central Lafouche, HL Bourgeois, and then another team that I'm forgetting here in the mix. You could help me out. But three wins. and th- There you go, Patterson. Three games and three wins. Um, I know you got to be happy with that, man. And, and I keep seeing the scores, and I keep, like, you know, kind of mentioning, like, man, goodness. Scoring a bunch, a bunch of runs, dude. Your offense is really swinging it so far this summer. Yeah, and, uh, you know, it's get some good programs and uh hl bourgeois coming off a great year that was actually a five to one game until gavin vordick hit one that i think landed in the harry's full boy parking lot uh that kid's unreal <laughs> so uh anytime whenever we play them uh south lafouche can fans come out to that game check this kid out that kid could hit a baseball uh central lafouche is going to be much improved man that's a program that hadn't had a freshman team the last two years and uh coach crochet already has close to 50 guys in that program again you know so definitely some excitement there they're going to be much improved. 
And, uh, you know, last night against Patterson, we had a, just a great offensive performance. Uh, but, look, we're swinging the bat, man, and we're, uh, we're letting a lot of our seniors play. Um, and, you know, we're just holding them accountable, man. You know, it's, uh, we, we're giving them opportunities right now. But, uh, you know, you have maybe two just batted bats. We'll give another guy a shot and put that pressure, you know, to try to get some competition there. If you miss a sign, which we had one last night, you're coming out of the game right now. Uh, so it's been great to have competition with the players, kids who get their shots step up. And when a kid who got pulled gets his shot to come back in, he's competing to, uh, to get that spot back. So uh, that's big. the biggest thing for me is the competition between all our kids. So where is the, the Swamp, uh, the, the swamp Plant season go from here? Uh, you guys have how long left? And, you know, I know sometimes there's a small little playoff. Is that going to be happening this year? Like, what's, what's that going to look like? Um, we haven't heard anything about a playoff. They, they used to do that a couple of years ago, and I really liked it because it, then you play it for something. You know, there's a goal uh, at the end, you know, to at least get into that playoffs to get those extra game reps and extra practice reps. Uh, but we have two weeks left. We have uh, five games uh, two, our two last home games are actually going to be uh, Monday and Tuesday. We play Morgan City at home on Monday and then South Terrebonne at home on Tuesday. Uh, then we'll go to Terrebonne on Thursday. And uh, the following week we have Ellender again and HL Bourgeois again on the road. So, uh, you know, and, and this is the time we're going to have some kids out next week. We have a couple of kids going to Omaha for the College World Series, a couple of them going to travel with their families for different things. So, once again, another opportunity, you know, just to see different kids and see how they compete at the varsity level. Coach, last time we had you on, it was last Friday, one week ago, and you were saying, hey, man, you know, like we like the way we're swinging, but we want to see and, and learn who we could rely upon on the mound. Well, I'm looking, H.L. Bourgeois, you give up four runs to a team that could really swing it. Give up six against Central, get the win there. Give up two against Patterson. So, do the math. That's in three games, 12 runs, allowing four runs a game. You could live with that. I'm sure you got to be happy with – the way you threw it on the mound, and who were some of those kids that stood out and did a good job? And, uh, you know, um, I'm not going to lie, the difference was personnel. Uh, because uh, two weeks ago we had the Jacob Kiralls, Mason Bussigards. They had travel tournaments on the weekends. This week I had those guys on 10 days rest, so uh, or eight days rest, something like that. They hadn't pitched in a week. So, hey, Mason Bussigard, no, we weren't going to use you a bunch this summer, but here's the ball. And uh, Mason went six, I believe, uh, five or six innings in that HL Bourgeois game. Uh, and he left the game with a 5-1 score. And then uh, Jack Lede came on to close and did a good job there. On Tuesday, I said I wasn't going to use Jacob here all this summer, but the heck with it. He's pitching on weekends, and he had seven, eight days rest. So uh, we had him on a 50-pitch limit. He did well against Central Lafouche. And then Austin Curall, who's another guy that we were, that I'm thinking might be one of our four starters, hadn't pitched for us yet this summer, was dealing with some arm soreness from uh, travel ball. And uh, he comes back in and throws a gym uh, in relief of Jacob. They didn't score a run with Austin Kirill on the mound. And uh, I'm telling you, Central LaFouche is going to be a much improved team. That offense wasn't bad. And, uh, and then yesterday we gave the ball to Luke Sanibo again. Luke was dominant in his performance. Uh, he came out of the game in the last inning. Uh, just We didn't want to uh, overuse him. He was at 69 pitches, and he had a tournament this weekend. And uh, just to you know, get him some rest, he might be the guy that we go with on Monday if he gets rest this weekend. Uh, so, Luke, another great performance. And uh, Connor Shaston came on to close yesterday, did a great job throwing strikes. How important is it that, you know, there be communication between you and the student-athletes now? Because you talked about that a minute ago, okay? You got them during the week. Over the weekend, you don't have them. And, you know, you got to be up to date on pitch counts and how much they threw and how they feel. So, like, there's a lot of communication that needs to happen. And then more important than that, there needs to be a lot of trust between player and coach so that, hey, 
if there's anything going on, you guys need to know about it and so that you could, you know, make sure that you're not throwing anybody who's injured or sore or anything like that. It's huge, and I have access to the game changer on uh, one of the teams that a lot of our kids play on, so I get to see the actual stats. Um, so I, I have a very good idea of what they threw that weekend. Uh, for everyone else, they're required to tell me when they pitch, uh, the date, and the amount of pitches they pitch. But it's more than that. You mean you could have a guy that throws 22 pitches on Saturday, and I want to use them Tuesday, but it's uh, you know you got to go stand next to coach. Uh, my arms kind of not okay. Then you shut down. You know it's the summertime, so. Um, it's really my biggest thing is, is obviously knowing the facts of when they pitched, how much they threw, but it's a feel thing. Whenever uh, we get to the park on that day, and that, that's where I got to be flexible. We'll go and walk around whenever guys are warming up. Hey, how you feeling? What's, uh, what's going on? That kind of stuff. Uh, so it's really got to be an open line of communication. The kids have to be honest, and it's up to us as the adults to do the right thing when the situation calls for it. Very good. And in terms of some areas of the game that you guys are still looking to work on or maybe that you're not fully satisfied with, what are some things you guys are going to be trying to clean up next week? Um, I think big focus is going to be base running. We are doing an okay job on the base pads, but uh, I think our jumps from first could be a little bit better. Um, you know, uh, anticipating a uh, ball uh, leaving a pitcher's hand, if you see third ball early, get that extra step. So just little things like that that I think we need to push on. Um Defensively, we actually played okay yesterday on Monday, on a Tuesday against Central Lafourche. We had a, a couple of situations where uh, first and third guy at first gets in a rundown. Where do we go with the ball? Whenever you know, just little things like that, gamesmanship that's going to come with practice time and rep time. And uh, you know, a lot of the mistakes we see in are from sophomores and junior, our upcoming sophomores and juniors that hadn't been in the program as long or hadn't had the, that attention. Um, and without practice reps, man, it's going to be teaching them on the fly and them just getting a feel for the game relaxing and playing baseball varsity team is four and two over the summer but i know you're awfully proud of your junior varsity team which is now five and one on the summer and has a five game winning streak coach those guys are kids who you know we talk about how the the current varsity group is a bunch of kids who mostly played jv last year well your current jv group is a bunch of kids who maybe you know were reserves on jv or were on the freshman team or whatever it may be so it's a step up in competition for them too and so far they're handling it in stride on a five-game winning streak i know that's got to make you happy absolutely man and it's uh, an expectation of having success throughout our program you know over the past couple of years coach chasson has done a great job with our jv group and uh, they've had a lot of success i mean the, the winning percentage has probably actually been better than our varsity team's overall winning percentage uh, you know, we've only lost one or two games a year for the last couple of years, and that's continuing on this summer. And, uh, you know, it, it's just the way that they play the game, man. And the biggest reason I think we had success at the JV level last year, we had guys that threw strikes. And we're seeing a lot of that same thing this year. Um, you know, those lower levels, if, if you could throw strikes, you could compete. You know, guys aren't hitting uh, gap shots every other swing if you if you pipe in a fastball. So, uh, we throw in strikes. We're taking care of the baseball, and uh, they're having success on the offensive side of the ball. So just a great all-around performance from those guys. And, uh, you know, really proud of them. And this year is actually more of a true JV team. Last year we had a lot of juniors on the JV team. Um, this year it's more of those sophomore-junior mix to where uh, in previous years we just had a stack. All seniors on the varsity team, nobody moved up. All the juniors played down. So maybe our JV team was a little bit more talented. Now it's a level playing field. They're playing against kids their age, and they were still having success. So it's definitely good to see. So tell me about this. I had Coach Andrew Kiawet of HL Bourgeois Basketball on a couple days ago here on the show, and he was saying 
you know, man, uh, you know, I've got a good young group, but you know, my eighth graders are good. My seventh graders are good. My sixth graders are good. So like, I was wondering like, man, you go out and watch all those kids. And he said that he, he really focuses on the younger levels too, in addition to his high school guys. Do you guys go out and, you know, follow the travel ball teams or, you know, hear from parents and like, I guess what I'm asking is, is there a deep talent pool beyond what you have right now that's going to be coming up over the next several years? Well, uh, I know um, just from uh, talking to people in the community that our 12-year-old group, guys that are in the fifth, sixth grade, seventh, uh, or uh, younger seventh graders right now, they're having a lot of success. And we saw a lot of those guys can throw out some first pitches. That was uh, pretty impressive during the season. Uh, but uh, we've been hearing a lot about that group. Um, you know, one of the contractors with GIS is actually the coach of that group. Uh, so I got to talk to him a lot in the off season, and he's really excited about that group that they have. Um, we used to. I mean, we used to uh, show up at practices around the area and just go drive around show face. Uh, since Ida and with COVID last year, there really hadn't been too much of a local league presence um, for us to be able to go watch. Uh, I know last year I stayed at BBA to watch some younger teams practice uh, several times. Uh, just, you know, show face, get out in the community, watch those kids swing it. Uh, but this year, obviously, no BBA, no LaRose Park. has been a little bit tougher on us. Yeah, I totally understand that. Well, happy to hear that some of the younger kids are having some success. Coach, we thank you so much for the time. We'll try to get out there on Monday to watch you guys play Morgan City, okay? Awesome, man. Sounds good. Yep, that is Coach Chandler Guitro is doing a great job, as always. The Tarpons are playing some good ball over the summer, man. They have had a 4-2 and two start to their summer, and their JV team is playing well also. I said it from the first summer game that I went to. Um you could see there's still talent there. They were hitting, having – more important than hitting. It was like baseball is a, is a game where sometimes, you know, you could get a base hit just hitting, you know, a little swinging bunt. And then other times you could get, you know, put out hitting a rocket right at somebody. So more important than the runs that they scored or the results or whatever it may be, the kids had good approaches. And I remember – goodness, I'm forgetting the – oh, Thibodeau. They were playing Thibodeau. Uh, the, the opponent – um, so the first three or four batters for South Lafouche offensively all worked like a full count, like fouling pitches off and taking close pitches and having good approaches. And right there, I, I was sitting all the way on the far third base side of the home dugout away from where I usually am. I'm usually next to the front door on the, on the, you know, the, the bleacher side of the home dugout, but I was sitting for whatever reason on the opposite side. And I remember saying to myself, to a couple of the kids, like, man, like, still got it. Like, this is still good. This is still a pretty good club. Ended up not winning that game against Thibodeau and kind of struggling. But that's that's all, again, like goes back to what I was saying a minute ago. That That's irrelevant over the summer. You want to see, do the kids have what it takes? Do they have that approach? Do they have that mindset? Do they have that ability? These dudes do. And now they're starting to see success. You beat Bourgeois 5-4. to four, You hold Bourgeois to four runs with the lineup that they have. That's good work. Then you put it on Central, you put it on Patterson. Those guys are playing some really good ball so far this summer. Let's catch a break. When we get back, we'll talk about the NBA Finals and maybe some other things in the world of sports. My goodness, what a rotten game that was yesterday. If you were a Celtics fan, the Warriors win it all again and get their fourth championship in their now uh, decade-plus dynasty. Play-by-play, we'll be right back after this. 
It's the Ram Make the Switch event at Southland Dodge Chrysler Jeep Ram Fiat in Homa. Not only can you get a great deal on a Ram, but you can see their impressive lineup of new commercial trucks and vans. Southland Dodge has the perfect vehicle for your business with Ram's long-lasting new pickups or their efficient new Ram work vans. Choosing the right one should be easy. Get more for your business with a new Ram truck or van at Southland Dodge Chrysler Jeep Ram Fiat, 6161 West Park Avenue in Homa. Here for you yesterday, today, and tomorrow. Some people just have a knack for being there when you need them the most. Like your third grade classmate who sticks up for you against that bully. The neighbor who gives you a jump start. And the friend who chases away that flock of geese at your outdoor wedding. Your state farm agent has your back too. Through good times and the not so good. And who's got your agents back? State Farm, the company people have trusted for more than 90 years. We're here to help life go right. Call State Farm agent Ashley Barrios and cut off today at 985-632-0988. Pesky mosquitoes, gnats, and all kinds of South Louisiana bugs taking over your yard? Have no fear, Buzz Off is here to save your summer. Buzz Off is the only locally owned pest control company focusing on your outdoor living space. They use 100% organic ingredients, safe to all humans and pets. Check us out on Facebook or book your appointment today at buzzoffnow.com. Need our cedar beaters now? Call 985-333-8989 today to take your lawn back. Buzz Off Mosquito Control. Safe. Effective guaranteed. Yep, it's that time of year. Blue Boot Rodeo, July 7, 8, and night in Grand Isle, Louisiana. This rodeo is to promote water safety and drowning prevention. This year's activities for the rodeo on Friday, we have DJ Frozen. We also have a cornhole tournament, followed by Sharks in December. Saturday, we have Bingo and Mimosas. DJ Frozen again. Rough and Ready, we have our awards, a live auction. And closing it out, we have Junior Lacrosse from 8 to 11. That's the Blue Boot Rodeo coming this July 7, 8, and 9 in Grand Isle, Louisiana. When you order curbside pickup on the new Rouse's shopping app, you pay the same price for groceries as in-store. And you get free pickup on all orders, $35 or more. Download the new Rouse's shopping app on the App Store or get it on Google Play. Place your order, choose your curbside pickup time, and your Rouse's Market's personal shopper will shop your order for you and load your groceries into your car. It's just that easy. Rouse's Markets feels like home. Looking to achieve a healthier lifestyle but have little time? The Terrebonne General Executive Health Program can improve your overall health for a lifetime in one visit. With little to no waiting, you get a whole year of wellness in one convenient location. Our preventative screenings increase your well-being by providing early detection against illness. With exceptional VIP service, you leave with a plan in hand to achieve a healthier lifestyle tailored for you. Call the Terrebonne General Executive Health Team at 985-850-6204 today. It's play-by-play. We've got another hour with you all here on KLEB. We've got another Calling guests that'll be coming in the next segment of the show. That'll be Damien St. Pierre with Golden Medal Middle School Basketball as well as South Lafouche Flash. Both programs are super excited about what's ahead. Um, and we look forward to chatting with Damien in the next segment of the show. Out of the U.S. Open, the course is beginning to fight back. Um, I was expecting to see, you know, maybe, hey, somebody four or five under par. Nah, bro. The lead is now uh, down to three under par. Nick Hardy, Scotty Scheffler, 
both in really good spots because they are finished for the day. So you get in the clubhouse, sitting at three under par, that's a good place to be. Uh, Cal and Taron, David Lingworth, Rory McIlroy, and Joel Dahman are also three under par, but they're either either just beginning their rounds or have not started their rounds. Um, Sam Burns is finished. He is in the clubhouse at two under par. Matt Fitzpatrick, two under par. Some other notables. Let's see. We've got John Rahm, one under. Colin Morikawa, one under. Adam Scott, one under. Then over at even par, we've got Dustin Johnson. Hey, live golf, Dustin Johnson. Brooks Kepka even par. They're both uh, finished for the day. Patrick Reed is almost finished for the day at even par. So it's a crowded leaderboard, man. It You know it's a crowded leaderboard when Johnson, Reed, Kepka, those guys are even. They're only three shots back. And they're not even in the top 20 because there are so many players that are at one under, two under, three under. So it's going to be a situation where we could see a guy rise from like 30th or 40th place, have a, the round of their life, and then end up being first on the leaderboard. That's just the type of board that it is. Right now, two over, which is where Bryson DeChambeau is. Two over. That's five shots off the lead. That's 46th place. So that, I mean, it's, it's a bunched up, crowded leaderboard with a lot, a lot of guys. Wow, I'm, I'm looking at this now and I'm studying the board. The projected cut right now is two over. So the cut line is five shots off of the lead. I've never seen anything like that. The cut line at the U.S. Open is five shots off of the lead. Usually the cut line is 8, 9, 10, you know, maybe sometimes more shots off. The cut at the U.S. Open right now is five strokes from being the leader of the whole damn tournament. That's that's crazy, and I have to think that that cut line number may move a little bit. It may shake around a little bit throughout the afternoon. But as it stands now, man, that's just wild as they're playing out in Massachusetts at the Country Club. From the little that I, I didn't watch a whole lot yesterday. From the little that I saw, though, it's a course that is going to, reward you for hitting good tee shots and it's a course that's going to reward you for being precise with your iron play when you're in the fairway if you hit good iron shots you can make some birdies you hit bad iron shots the greens are small you're going to be in some cabbage on the sides of the greens or in bunkers on the you know on the sides of the greens and you're going to be in a world of hurt so should be a fun u.s open i don't anticipate a whole lot of scoring going on i think the the finishing score may be you know three four five under par i don't think it'll be you know too much better than what we currently see right now now let's talk some nba uh and then we'll get to damien i told you all yesterday i said you know i'm not touching the nba finals with a 20-foot pole because i could see so many different outcomes potentially playing out right i told you all i could see boston winning and defending their home floor forcing a game seven I could see Golden State winning close because Boston collapses late. I could see Boston just not showing up at all and getting blown out. Well, guess what? The Warriors win a 103-90 to game over Boston last night, winning the NBA championship for the fourth time in their run. Uh, Steph Curry was the finals MVP. He was excellent. Scoring 34 points last night with seven rebounds and seven assists. He made six three-pointers. Overcame a tough night shooting from Klay Thompson, who was 5 of 20 from the field. Uh, but the Warriors got 18 points from Andrew Wiggins, 15 points from Jordan Poole, 12 from Draymond Green, and they win the NBA championship. A couple of things, and we'll start with the positive, and then we'll kind of get into the hot take stuff. Um, 
for the Warriors, this is their fourth. Um, the thing that Golden State does better than maybe anybody in the NBA, and again, I, I'll, I'll say this out front, not a fan. I'm not a dude that roots for these. Like I root against these guys most of the time, but Rio recognizes Rio. They do such an amazing job of getting the most out of their role players. I don't know that Jordan Poole would be a 10, 15, 16-point guy routinely for other teams in the NBA. I don't know that Andrew Wiggins, well, heck, not that I don't know. I do know Andrew Wiggins wouldn't be playing this big of a role in any other team, but we saw it with the Warriors, or not with the Warriors, with the the T-Wolves. That guy could have just as easily... One finals MVP, and I get it. We're going to go with the guy that's scoring 25, 30 points every game. I get it. But was there anybody more valuable to the Warriors' effort in the finals than Wiggins? He was guarding and locking down Jason Tatum throughout the series. And he was doing everything. Last night, he made four three-pointers, which helps them stretch the defense out. 18 points, six rebounds, five assists, four steals, three blocks, like doing everything. Everything That guy was amazing, and he wouldn't be playing that way for anyone besides the Warriors. They do such a good job of taking lesser players, role players, guys who have been given up on by other teams, taking them, molding them, and getting the best out of them. That will be Steve Kerr's lasting legacy as an NBA head coach is he does a terrific job of squeezing all of the juice out of the orange every single year. So the Warriors win the championship. Where it goes from here, I don't know. Next year they're going to be, you know, their core is going to be another year older and everybody already, not even 12 hours removed from them winning the championship, everybody's already speculating, oh, do the Warriors have another run left in them? You know, I don't know. That's not my, you know, I, we got to see a whole offseason before we could figure some of that stuff out. But you got to appreciate the season that they had and the fact that when this core group could avoid injuries, the Curry-Thompson-Green group avoids injuries, they're awfully tough to beat four times out of seven. Pains me to say that, but it is what it is. The second thing that I want to focus on, sometimes in basketball, we can make these this really complex or this really – fun and amazing game so complex and so convoluted that it's difficult for people to understand sometimes we could talk about stats and plus minuses and efficiency ratings and all these crazy mumbo jumbo things that you could get lost in and you could really kind of shape the stats however you want them to be based on whatever you're looking at and based on whatever your agenda is because there's so much information out there but sometimes it really is truly simple as your best players need to be as good as the other team's best players. And Jason Tatum wasn't good enough in the NBA Finals, and he needs to figure out a way that if he's ever in that situation again to do better. Jason Tatum is a guy that averaged 27 points a game during the regular season on efficient shooting and scoring. Shot 45% from the field, 35% from three, 27 points a game, uh, eight rebounds per game, 4.4 assists per game. In the NBA Finals, he was a ghost. A complete wreck. 
averaged 21 points per game, averaged 36.2% uh, shooting. 50, I never will understand this. He, he got so lost in his confidence level that he stopped making free throws, 53% from the free throw line. It was a struggle for Tatum. It was a big struggle from Tatum. And now he's at a point where it's almost like a crossroads, right? He's 24. Do you want to continue to just be the nice young player who is one of the best, or do you want to make the next leap forward and become potentially the best? This is a big offseason for him because right now he's at a low point. Yeah, he made it to the finals, and yeah, that's great. That's an amazing season, whatever it may be. But he is getting roasted right now on the national network. Stephen A. Smith said that he didn't have heart and the way he played in the finals was inexcusable and all these different things that are being said. And some of it is is, is right. <laughs> some of it is right. He completely disappeared last night when his team needed him the most at home. And he's got to be better if this team wants to get back to this, this spot because the Eastern Conference is not going to be an easy road to hoe. The Nets are going to figure some things out. They're going to get better. The 76ers are going to figure some things out and get better. The Heat have a little flexibility to improve themselves. They're going to get better. Curious to see if we're going to get if we're going to get Boston back in this spot anytime soon. It feels like it might have been that situation where this was their one best shot at it, and they might have missed their shot and missed their mark. It's play-by-play -play here on Kaylee B. Let's go ahead and thank all of our sponsors one more time can never thank our sponsors too many times. We're so grateful and happy for all these folks. The Blue Boot Rodeo, the 2022 Blue Boot Rodeo, will be held on July 7th through 9th at the Grand Isle Marina, located at 158 Sand Dollar Court at the Tarpon Pavilion. What about Southland Dodge and Homa? We thank them so much for their support. Also, Industrial Power Systems for all your engine and generator needs because power is our middle name. We thank Dufresne Building Materials. Got you covered for all your roofing needs. And also, Rouse's Markets. Get Rouse's Louisiana Crawfish hot from the pot. 11 a.m. to 7 p.m. seven days a week at Rouse's Markets Tastes Like Home. What about Buzz Off, the only all-natural mosquito control professionals providing guaranteed results? We also thank Golden Motors, where price is priority, proudly supporting South Lafouche Athletics and community youth sports organizations. Let's catch a break. When we get back, we're going to Damien St. Pierre, Golden Medal Middle School Boys Basketball Coach, South Lafouche Flash Director, They've got a whole lot of stuff going on over the summer. They've won a bunch, a bunch of games, had a lot, a lot of success. We'll ask Damien about all of that in the next segment, as well as some boxing talk, some NBA talk. We'll maybe even sneak a little WWE in as well, as they're kind of in scandal. It's play-by-play. -play. We'll be right back after this. You're listening to KLEB, 1600 AM and K274DE, 102.7 FM, Golden Meadow. The French Connection, the all-new Raging Cajun. 102.7 FM. Hey, Mike Davis here. Looking for your next new vehicle? Come check us out at Golden Motors. Price is priority. Come place your very own order or choose what is in stock or coming in. Many 2022 Silverado trucks and SUVs to choose from. New vehicles are here on the way. Chevy, find new roads. And if you're looking for that slightly pre-owned or any make and model vehicle, we have it in our huge selection or don't see it, we can get it. Just stop by on the back road and cut off or call us at 985-325-1000. Did you or your loved ones go without this hurricane season? Well, this year, go with 
industrial power systems, your only local power generation professional, serving Lafourche for over 18 years. We offer sales, service, installation, and maintenance on all major brands of residential, commercial, industrial, and marine generators for the most trusted brands in the industry. Generac, Kohler, Briggs & Stratton, Cummins Onan, and many more. Industrial Power Systems. Power is our middle name. Call us today at 632-1692 or come see us on the back road in Galliano. As a leader in the oil and gas industry, Joe's Septic Contractors caters to oil field clients offering vacuum truck service for offshore tanks, vessels, or treatment plants containing sewage or gray water. Their rental department offers state-of-the-art offshore portable toilets, also holding tank rentals and portable hand-washing stations. Call Joe's Septic Contractors 24-7-985-632-5592. In Cutoff, Thibodeau, Fushaw, Abbeville, and Reserve, or visit their website at joesseptic at viscom.net. Terrebonne General Health System, where medical science meets the art of caring, is committed to providing the latest advances in medical technology with a gentle caring touch. This is evident in our high-tech, high-touch approach to healthcare. As a trusted healthcare resource, we deliver both life-saving, compassionate inpatient services and life-changing preventive care, while also providing wellness needs and outreach throughout the Bayou region. To learn about how Terrebonne General is providing innovative healthcare solutions, visit tghealthsystem.com. I'm over here laughing, man, because I got to tell you, okay, the way this works, we have a big computer and it has all of my stop sets and it has all the different intro songs and everything like that. And like, I don't know what any of them are. It's just like play by play, play by play, play by play. And I just randomly pick one. But every single time I need a song, like it comes out, like who knew that the Vince McMahon song would come out? Right, That's what we're about to talk about. It's play by play. We go to the phone lines. We have Damien St. Pierre on the line. Damien, man, somebody's looking out for us, man, because it was just a perfect troll music choice for this segment. Man, I've been walking around like Vince McMahon at Danos for the past four days, so a very, very fitting song, I can tell you that. <laughs> we'll get into the wrestling. Let's talk some NBA first. I'm, I'm the idiot who said last Friday, oh, Damien, I don't know if the Warriors are going to win another game. Her, her, her. And then, lo and behold, the Celtics ended up not even winning another game in the series. Boston just kind of crumbled whenever the pressure was on. Tatum completely disappeared. The Warriors did enough defensively to slow down their offense, and they showed that championship grit. They win three straight, and they win their fourth championship. Look, I, I was right there with you. You know, We talked, you know, we didn't know what was going to happen, and Boston was playing some very good basketball. And I quoted my, I'll quote myself last week saying, if you don't miss, you can't lose. Well, crunch time happens, and, and Boston folded. You said something in the, in the last segment I was listening to while I was waiting. You know, sometimes we overcomplicate basketball. At the end of the day, you got to have players that to make plays to win games. And sometimes it's just better players make that happen. And, and the last two games, Steph Curry's just been that guy. And you know, credit to, to Andrew Wiggins. He had a, he, he was might not have been the series MVP, but in my in my opinion, he was a game MVP last night. Without him, I don't know if they win that game. And Jason Tatum. Typical Dookie, uh, you know, folds in crunch time in, in big games. And, you know, Boston just wasn't ready. They At the beginning of the season, a lot of people talked about them not having that finals experience. Al Horford being the well, – no, they maybe have one – I don't know. That, that was Al Horford's first finals. Maybe have one person that has that had finals experience. 
And then, you know, Golden State having an abundance of experience. And it didn't show maybe in the first four games, but in the last two, Golden State just, they outplayed them. They outwilled them. They knew what it takes. They know what it takes to win a championship. And the beginning, it wasn't a big deal. But you get into game five, game six, that becomes a tremendous advantage that Golden State took advantage of. First off, I love the the Duke reference with Jason Tatum. That was very well played. And then the next thing, you know, isn't it weird, right? Like, I'm watching this last night, and I'm thinking, like, there are Warrior teams that didn't win the championship that are probably better than these guys. Like, the team that went 73-9 and is probably better than these guys and didn't win at all. Like, it's crazy the way it works. Like, timing is everything in sports. I tell everybody this all the time, and people look at me like I'm crazy. I think the best Saints team of all time was the team that lost in the playoffs to the 49ers whenever, you know, out in San Francisco, that game where Pierre Thomas got hit and fumbled at the goal line and Vernon Davis catches the touchdown late. Like, timing is everything, and this Warrior team just had the right timing and played their best ball at the right time. You just said at the last statement that, that you said, it's all about who's playing the right kind of basketball at the right time. I mean, let's look at it. The Warriors... The, the biggest difference is that they were healthy this year and, and they, they put everything together. They're two years away from winning 15 games throughout the whole season. They caught the injury bug and they just they kept going. They kept they didn't make a ton of changes, um, but obviously they made enough. They kept the chemistry. The, they kept that chemistry going even through the, the down times. And it, it comes out to, you know, to, to another to Steph Curry's fourth championship and their fourth championship. Um, you know, and now – all the all the pundits on the everybody wants to talk about this morning. You know where where does he rank? Because a week ago you might not have put him in the top five, and now everybody's putting him at the top five. And my kind of rebuttal to that is, you're not going to start a job as the CEO. You're going to have to build a resume. So of course, if you could add to your resume the six games that he played, uh, and the way he played them, and the way he led, and then you add an NBA championship to that resume, well, of course you're going to look a little bit better than a week ago when you didn't have all of that. I think the guy, well, I agree with that. I think the guy that this hurts the most is LeBron James, though, right? Because now there's another player in LeBron's era who has the same amount of championships as him. And, you know, LeBron always wants to compare himself to Jordan. There's nobody who played in Jordan's era who won six championships. You know why? Because the Bulls won it every single damn year. So I think that that kind of shades LeBron a little bit is that, hey, he let another dynasty form on his watch. And I think now the race isn't hey, is LeBron going to catch Michael? It's, hey, is Steph going to catch LeBron? And look, uh, the first thing that I woke up to this morning was a meme that somebody posted, but it, it's accurate. Steph Curry, four championships in 13 seasons. LeBron James, four championships in 19 seasons. Uh, I mean, the numbers tell the story right there. There's, you, could, you, you could compare it however you and spin it however you want to, but at the end of the day, that's six extra seasons. I'm, I'm, I mean, that's some, that's some DSP math right there for you, but that's, that's the name of the game right there. Now he's, he has to be in that conversation. Steph Curry has to be in that conversation. And, you know, LeBron coming out with the news that he's not committed to the Lakers earlier this week. I mean, just drama after drama. And the, the great thing about LeBron, you got to respect the guy for what he's done for the game. And he hasn't gotten in trouble outside. You know, he's, he's, he's done a lot of work in, in, in community work in his hometown and just throughout the United States. But internally – He's a drama queen. Oh, there's no no doubt about that. So let's talk some NBA draft. That's next week. Um, I currently see a mock draft on NBADraft.net that's kind of quirky, and there's a reason why I wanted to bring this up. I see Jabari Smith, number one, to Orlando. That's not a huge surprise. 
I see Paulo uh, Banchero second to Oklahoma City, which is a little bit of a surprise because Chet Holmgren has fallen all the way to number six on this mock draft board to Indiana. Jaden Ivey would go number four to Sacramento. The guy I missed was Keegan Murray, who would go third to Houston. Like, everybody kind of assumed, okay, it's going to be Smith, it's going to be Holmgren, it's going to be Banchero, it's going to be Ivey. Those are going to be the top four picks. Now it looks like Holmgren might be sliding a little bit. I don't know if that's a smokescreen. I don't know what that may be, but it looks like there's been some shuffling at the top of the NBA draft. I kind of saw the same thing, and I'm going to die on my sword with Jabari Smith. I think he's going to be – uh, he's going to be a great NBA player. He's just got the tools. He's got the intangibles, and and with the way today's game is played, especially in the NBA, he's just he's got that. He's got the length. He's got the be, he's got the ability to score. He's got the ability to play defense. I think he's going to be he'll he'll he'll, he'll do extremely well. Holmgren, do you think it's a possibility that it's maybe he's getting into these uh, one on ones with different teams and they're seeing some flaws in his game? You know. It, because he was he was at the top and, and talks in that top three right whenever the, the, the college basketball season was ending, and now you're getting into these workouts. Is that something maybe NBA teams are seeing? That's going to cost him some, some money. Yeah, I, I don't know what it is, man. Maybe it's it's some of what you said, and I, maybe it's just like people put on the tape and saw that he just wasn't all that good at times at Gonzaga. Like he would have some games where he would have big impacts, but – Given the level of competition that he played throughout the course of the year, he probably should have averaged more than 14 and 10. And at times, he would kind of disappear. You know, uh, in the NCAA tournament, he had a nine-point game against Memphis, against Arkansas, the game they got eliminated. He had 11. Like, he wasn't for, – for somebody who's compared to Kevin Durant all the time, Durant was scoring 35, 40 points in the NCAA tournament. This dude's scoring like 9 to 12. He would just kind of disappear too much for my liking. I mean, you can't argue that, and maybe you know, like you said, maybe maybe they're 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 watching a little more in depth game footage and, and seeing these workouts, and they're seeing that maybe he's he was a little hyped up than than what was previously anticipated. Can we just both agree that Ivy's going to go to the Kings and just fizzle out into the abyss that normal guards <laughs> go to in Sacramento? Yeah, probably so. Right, and and then the Pelicans will trade for him in a couple of years, thinking that it'll be different, like Tariq Evans. Oh man, I love the NBA. Speaking of that, the Pelicans are picking number eight. The same mock draft has them taking Dyson Daniels from the NBA G League. I don't know anything about Dyson Daniels. I'll read you his comparison. They compare him to Tabo Cephalosha. Why would you want Tabo Cephalosha with the number eight pick? He's a guy that in the G League last year shot 25% from three. I don't like that. Averaged 11 points per game. Look, this guy made them being a really good player for all I know. He's six foot seven. But it just goes to show at eight there are no sure things. But this guy, if that is the pick, is far from a sure thing. Yeah, but we need we need some shooting. You know, we need some complimentary guys out there that could uh, you know that could defend and, and shoot the ball. Right now, looking at the the, the CBS mock draft, we have us picking AJ Griffin who shot forty four percent from from the three, and uh, another Duke guy. I mean, it it makes sense that that we would go that that Duke route again, which kind of makes me puke in my mouth a little bit but Pelicans are doing some good things and uh, uh, it's some fun basketball to watch I'm anxious to see kind of where they're going to go and what direction but we got to have a little more outside shooting we're going to see an LSU guy in the first round barring something crazy happening Tari Easton is currently projected to go either in the late lottery or in the the late teens somewhere you see him you know 16 18 somewhere in that area um 
At LSU, I always liked his game. I just was always concerned because he was always in foul trouble. But he does some things that translates to the NBA. I mean, he's he's well above the rim. He could shoot a little bit. He's athletic. And I think that one of the things that helps him is he is now in a situation, because he's going to be late lottery or in the teens, is going to be going to a team that doesn't need him to be a star. He could just kind of be a plug-and-play role player. And I think sometimes that helps guys. Because, look, let, let's face it. If Draymond Green were drafted to, you know, a team where he had to go and be the star player, he wouldn't be the NBA player that he is today with the Warriors where he could just kind of fill his role. And I think sometimes that helps a guy. Yeah, no no doubt. I'm I'm hoping, you know, I'm hoping maybe the Pelicans give him a look late in that first round. I know that they, they have 15. Maybe they could give him a look there. He, he's a, he seems like a well-rounded individual. His game's well-rounded. He's long, again. I keep harping on this. I feel like I harp on this every time we we talk about the Pelicans. Just he's long. He's lanky. That's what the Pelicans are looking for. I think he may he may be a good fit there. He's going to be a solid NBA player. Um, you know, you could you could tell just watching him at LSU. He has the the heart. He has the will to want to win. And I know that that you can't measure that, but that's things that that you want to see in a, in a guy that that you that you're taking. Not just a guy with no emotion or the guy that kind of flops around. You want a guy like Tarzan on your team. So Jonathan Guidry, let's talk a little bit of boxing. He gets a big win, <clears throat> excuse me, over Dakari Scott last weekend in Miami. Gets a knockout in the seventh round of the ten round fight, and you know it wasn't just like a lucky punch. I mean, he was ahead on on one of the cards. The other one added a tie. He was slightly behind on the other, so he was in the fight and then finishes it in the seventh. It's a big win for him. Uh, what do you think comes next for him as he's now eighteen one and two? And I see he's earned his third star on Boxrec, so he's moving up on the on the sheets a little bit. You know, we we I want to say we called that last week. We we you know we said it would be it would be kind of that in fight, phone booth type of fight, it, and we wouldn't see the distance. It wouldn't see that final bell. We uh, we we both said that Jonathan would probably take that, and then under further investigation after watching some of the Kari Scott's fights, then I kind of we kind of felt maybe going into Saturday a little bit more confident than when I saw the actual result. You know, I, I was I was pumped up. I was I was I've worked with Jonathan a few times while he was an amateur fighter. And it's just great for him to be able to do that. Great for the community. Great for you know he came ready. He came ready to roll. Uh, he had a little bit extra in his heart with his, with his manager and promoter passing away, Mr. Les Banano. He probably had a little bit of that you know that mojo going from from Les. And he trained hard, and he was the better fighter that night. Kind of what's next? You put yourself in the, in the driver's seat. Unfortunately, the guy that may have given him a rematch got knocked out in the main event. Trevor Trevor Bryan. You know he got he got pretty. He got whacked pretty, uh, pretty good in the, in the, against Daniel DeBose there, real quick. Um, you know, Jonathan earned himself another TV shot. The thing about it is, people see that he's exciting. He doesn't back down. He goes forward. He has enough power to get you out of there, but he also has, a, and he has a good chance to be able to stay in there if he gets in a brawl. He's not gonna uh, tiptoe and, and box around. He's just not that type of guy. He's never been, and he never will. He makes for exciting fights, and I'm glad he got an opportunity. The first fight against Trevor Bryan, I'm glad he got a secondary opportunity and took advantage of it. Um, on Saturday night against Dakari Scott, there's, you know, ESPN got to be look got to they have fights once once a week. You know, Friday night fights coming up. He's got to be in that in that realm of hey, you know, we need a TV guy. We got this up and coming guy heavyweight that's undefeated. Let's get him in here and and, and let's roll. I kind of went on record last week and said the winner of the fight is going to get signed. I'm not I'm not straying away from that. I, I think I think Don King will probably give him a contract uh, sooner than later. Awesome. I definitely hope that that's how it works out for him. Just in terms of the economics, let, let's talk about this. Would it be more lucrative for him 
to take that, you know, TV fight on a Friday night fights type of thing, or, you know, maybe another uh, high end, you know, undercard for King fight, or maybe, you know, co-main or something like that for like a low end pay-per-view show, or would it be more lucrative to bring it back home and, you know, try to get, you know, the, the home of civic center packed and be the headline guy and fighting maybe a lesser known and go knock somebody out. What would be more lucrative for him? Do you think? There's no reason that you can't combine that and get both of those um, boxes checked off for your career. I, boxing is kind of like baseball where, you know, I don't want to call what, you know, local boxing, the minor leagues, but it's triple A. Let's just call it triple A. And the goal was to get signed by a major promoter. At that point, you're boxing for a living. And that's what you want to do. Uh, I mean, that's what most, most people want to do. Um, so, be able to get signed and then come back and your promoter be smart enough to put a fight in your hometown, uh, kind of like Crawford in, in, in Nebraska. You know, they, they pack that place every time he goes out there. Now he's one of the best fighters in the world. You come home, you could, you could have that money, be able to fight for a living, still come do some stuff in your hometown. Your promoter's savvy enough to get all that done. And you could kind of knock out both of those things. That, that ideally, that's kind of what you want to do. Get signed, you know, fight at home until a big fight comes up. He deserves probably one of these tune-up fights, you know, a, a fight that makes him kind of a showcase uh, in his hometown, which I'm sure if he's not getting signed right now or he's not in negotiations right now, some local promoter is talking to him about that. Somebody's waiting to cash in. He has to be smart about his next move. Very good. Very good stuff. Let, let's talk a little bit of WWE before we let you go. There's the rumors of, you know, hey, uh, uh, Vince McMahon and, and John Laurinaitis, uh, you know, they tag team to – uh, have this this buyout where you know they they were paying someone three million dollars to stay hush about some alleged affairs and everything and I'm not going to talk so much about that as the news today which is that Vince McMahon is stepping away as WWE CEO but he's still going to be running creative which I think is in- interesting and then also oh yeah WWE releases today and this is curious in the wording they don't say hey Vince McMahon's appearing tonight on SmackDown they say Mr McMahon is appearing on SmackDown that's his character's name. Do they dare have him start some sort of heel program today to try to draw ratings and deflect attention? Like, I don't know, man. This is just interesting. Tonight's going to be an interesting SmackDown. <laughs> Would you put it past him? I mean, that's, that's <laughs> kind of what he does. Uh, I saw the news come up that, you know, he was he was moving down, and then I saw exactly what you just said. But still going to be head of creative, which gives you the power for everything. Um, you know, it's... Again, we're talking wrestling again, and we're talking, uh, you know, some, some messy which could messy storylines or what could be real, kind of tiptoeing that reality to non-reality. It's all about getting us talking about them. I saw Sasha Banks may or may not have got released, something we talked about previously. McMahon, he's going to make money, and if he's going to be appearing on, on his show, he's coming out, and he's going to be that heel character again. And that, that's something that may get us old school guys kind of tuning in on a Friday night. They may not do that all the time. And I think it's genius, man. Okay, because I, I don't think he's going to touch anything of the allegations or anything. I don't think that it would be wise for him to do so. Um, I think that this is purely a ratings ploy. They got a lot of people who don't understand a whole lot about this stuff. They're going to be tuning in. They're going to draw a huge number, and he's probably going to come out and just talk about wrestling stuff because he's going to be playing his character. He may tiptoe around it. You, you, you can't put anything past him. Uh, you know, as we get a little bit older, our filter goes a little bit more and more every day. So uh, he may tiptoe around those lines and, and capture some, some different type of viewers and some different, different type of heat for sure. 
Now, this is going to maybe be kind of a societal question. I was talking about this with, my, with a friend of mine earlier today. I think even in light of everything that's been alleged, I think tonight he, when that music hits, he's going to get a huge ovation. Wrestling fans are loyal to a fault. We love old stuff. We don't care about like we forgive how many wrestlers have had scandals. They come back. We give them huge pops. I don't care how fresh this is tonight. When that music hits, I think that arena is going to erupt for him. And I don't know if that's a good thing for society necessarily, but I think he's going to get a huge reaction tonight. I think of that huge reaction. I'm, I'm agreeing with you on that. But when he starts talking and he and he starts getting, he's going to get some major heat. It's going to be the initial reaction where everybody's kind of pumped up to see an old legend and you know a, a, a all-time great, and then he's going to get his mic and he's going to probably start destroying folks, and that's going to be that's going to be why everybody's tuning in. <laughs> Before we let you go, are you guys playing anywhere uh, this coming weekend? And I saw you guys had a good finish at the, the, the Governor's Games and a good showing. Talk about uh, the way you guys performed last weekend as well. Oh, man. So we went out there with two different teams. Um, a couple of us, not us, a couple of my, my, my players caught COVID, so we were minus a few. Ended up playing nine games in two days. We had a lot of kids that were doing double duty. Uh, some of those kids played eight games in two days. We were a little tired, um, but successful nonetheless. My fifth grade team, we just we uh, we we took care of business in the pool, uh, first round, semifinals in the bracket. And then we lost to B and B in the finals by eight. Uh, a great team. They they score, uh, and, and, and you know they they do well on, on on defense as well. But they just score at the right times, and then. Proud of my sixth grade unit. You know, we had a couple. We had a lot of kids doing double duty, playing both of them. But we held true to a lot of our sixth grade girls and let them play. Um, we struggled at times, but we, we played some really talented teams. And then we got we had a really really tough pool. They ended up meeting up in the championship. The two teams that we played, and then whenever we got on to Sunday, we ended up taking care of business in the opening round, which probably a game maybe maybe we uh, we may not have should maybe maybe shouldn't have won. Second game we we lost and then we went into a, a third place game and we uh, one of our fifth graders Emmy took a little runner nailed that with 26 seconds left came back we played some tremendous defense Miss Alea Gidry crazy defensive stop she was she was on the um, back end of a two on one she ended up blocking the shot and the shot went back off of the offensive player's hands we got it back and then uh, we held on for the victory exciting stuff to end our weekend but we came out third with sixth place. And then second with our fifth place, tuning up for nationals. We are off this weekend. I'm, I'm letting them rest their legs a little bit, but exciting stuff, man. Getting better and better every day. Good stuff. Thanks so much for the time, buddy. We'll do it again next Friday, okay? Thanks, Keith. As always. Yep, that is Damien St. Pierre doing a great job keeping us informed of everything that he's seen in the world of sports, and they've got a really good summer basketball crew out there, man. Good kids, good talent, good parents. It's a good recipe man you liken it to cooking right you got to have the right recipe for the food to come out they've got the right recipe they're doing a lot of things well getting high level instruction that's one of the things that um that's one of the things that that, that, that he does well uh, that coach damien does well is that and i've coached with him for years is it'd be one thing to just go get the best players roll out the ball let them play and you know you'd win a lot of games at the youth level doing that but they teach and you know practice fundamentals and and they're molding them into better players, and they're doing it the right way. Let's catch a break here on play-by-play when we get back. I've got weekend predictions for you all in the world of sports. We'll be right back after this on KLEB. The French Connection, the all-new Raging Cajun, 102.7 FM. 
It's the Ram. Make the switch event at Southland Dodge Chrysler Jeep Ram Fiat and Homa. Not only can you get a great deal on a Ram, but you can see their impressive lineup of new commercial trucks and vans. Southland Dodge has the perfect vehicle for your business with Ram's long-lasting new pickups or their efficient new Ram work vans. Choosing the right one should be easy. Get more for your business with a new Ram truck or van at Southland Dodge Chrysler Jeep Ram Fiat 6161 West Park Avenue in Homa. Here for you yesterday, today, and tomorrow. Hello, friends and family. Taylor Griffin here, back again to talk about Dufresne Building Materials. Did you know that we have a new updated online order system called Dufresne Easy Buy? Come see us at DufresneLumber.com to check it out and get you started with a free quote. We now have eight convenient locations to serve you, which include Cutoff, Thibodeau, Luling, Bell Chase, Araby, Slidell, Gulfport, and Grand Isle. And no matter how big we grow as a company, we promise to keep that local family business feel and welcome you with a smile. So come give the local guys a try and experience the do-friend difference. Pesky mosquitoes, gnats, and all kinds of South Louisiana bugs taking over your yard? Have no fear. Buzz Off is here to save your summer. Buzz Off is the only locally owned pest control company focusing on your outdoor living space. They use 100% organic organic ingredients, safe to all humans and pets. Check us out on Facebook or book your appointment today at buzzoffnow.com. Need our cedar beaters now? Call 985-333-8989 today to take your lawn back. Buzz Off Mosquito Control, safe, effective, guaranteed. Yep, it's that time of year, Blue Boot Rodeo, July 7, 8, and night in Grand Isle, Louisiana. This rodeo is to promote water safety and drowning prevention. This year's fishing rodeo, we also have adult, kids, kayak, and we added the offshore division. Proceeds from this rodeo go to swimming lessons, life rings on the Grand Isle Beach, scholarships, and bringing awareness to water safety. There will be plenty of food, drinks, activities for the kids, and the whole family. That's the Blue Boot Rodeo coming this July 7, 8, and 9 in Grand Isle, Louisiana. When you order curbside pickup on the new Rouse's shopping app, you pay the same price for groceries as in-store. And you get free pickup on all orders, $35 or more. Download the new Rouse's shopping app on the App Store or get it on Google Play. Place your order, choose your curbside pickup time, and your Rouse's Market's personal shopper will shop your order for you and load your groceries into your car. It's just that easy. Rouse's Market's feels like home. Welcome back to Play by Play here on KLEB. Casey just clear here. I'll be honest, I was just kind of rocking out to the song, not realizing, oh, <laughs> time to go back on the air. They're just clear. We've got another 10, 15 minutes left. We're going to do a very quick segment. Uh, the first weekend prediction that I got, I talked about this with Damien. I think tonight's SmackDown is going to be entertaining as hell. This is going to be one of the more entertaining uh, episodes of WWE television in a long time, just to see what happens. What's, going, what's Vince McMahon going to do? Uh, Roman Reigns, I think, is defending his championship tonight. Do they do something crazy to divert attention? Do they end Roman Reigns' title reign tonight? Like, that's the thing about wrestling, right? Is, okay, you're writing a story. 
and yeah, there are some external things and some smoke that has kind of gotten into the house. They could easily do crazy things tonight to try to, to, to deflect that negativity and that energy. I expect some crazy stuff happening in the ring. I expect, you know, some new programs to be started and, as a wrestling fan, I think the product's going to get better just because they're going to want us to be talking about that and not about the other stuff that's going on in the world. So I think it's going to be an entertaining episode of SmackDown tonight. Next weekend prediction, I think my Braves are going to beat up on the Cubs. Man, the Braves are rolling right now. Long, lengthy winning streak. They're 37-27 and 27 coming in, and the Cubs are just a wreck. They are 23-40. and 40. They give up a ton of runs. Uh, in their last five games, they've given up 6, 19, 12, 4, 18. Like, at minimum, you're scoring five, six runs against the Cubs. And you're facing an Atlanta offense that in their last five games has scored 10, 5, 9, 10, and 8. Atlanta's hitting the cover off of the ball. The Cubs don't have a bullpen at all. The Cubs' team ERA is near 5. Atlanta's hit 97 home runs on the season, which is ridiculous. I think the Braves are going to beat up on Chicago out in Wrigley this coming weekend. Next weekend prediction over at the College World Series. Look out, look out for Stanford. Stanford is the number two seed, right? And no one has been talking about them the entire tournament. We've all been lost in, oh, Tennessee, oh, SEC dominance, oh, Notre Dame getting an upset. No one has talked about Stanford. They're the number two team in the country for a reason. I watched them in their regional and their super regional. They could play a little bit. I think that they're going to be in good position. They open up the tournament against Arkansas tomorrow. They're a team that's generating zero headlines, zero pubs, zero anything. They're in a great position to potentially win the national championship. Look out for Stanford, man. I'm telling you, they, they could really play. Next weekend prediction comes from the world of the U.S. Open. I think there's a possibility for a no-name guy to win the U.S. Open. By no-name, I, I mean you know a guy that maybe is outside of the top 50 in the world. Maybe even outside beyond that. Right now, Caleb Tarran is five under par. He's in the lead through five holes. He's still got a long way to go in his round today. Nick Hardy, Hayden Buckley. Joe Dahman, Matt Fitzpatrick, Adam Hadwin, those guys are those last couple of guys are fairly well known. Matthew Neesmith, uh, Ben Harmon, Aaron Wise. These are guys that, unless if you really follow the tour closely, you probably don't know much about who they are. And yeah, there are some big guys on the on the top. Scotty Scheffler and McElroy and those other guys, like they they all have opportunities to to win the tournament too. But I just think this is a course where it's setting up to where you could maybe have a Cinderella cash in and that glass slipper won't break. And I just get the feeling that this is going to be one of those weeks where we see that take fold and we see that end up happening. So I think that there's a possibility there where we see a lesser known, not a completely unknown, but a lesser known guy end up kind of taking the cake. Next weekend prediction is going to come again from the world of Major League Baseball. I think that we are going to see, let's scroll here to the so I can tell you the right information. I think we're going to see the Cardinals get a series victory over the Red Sox on the road in Fenway. Cardinals are playing pretty well. They're 37 and 28. 
Going to Fenway, the Red Sox are so inconsistent. They win a few, they lose a few. They don't have any rhyme or rhythm. The Cardinals are kind of steady, and the Cardinals are going to knock them off two out of three, I think, this coming weekend. And our last weekend prediction, I think we're going to have a couple of Live Golf guys in the top 20 here at the U.S. Open and are going to be in contention. It's setting up for that right now. You look, you got Dustin Johnson, who's in, you know, who's around there. You got a couple of the others that are kind of lurking. I think that the Live Golf guys are going to, Patrick Reed is there. They're going to be in position. Not saying they're going to win, but they're going to be in position. And this is going to continue to stir and stir and stir at that pot. Golf fans want this to, you know, they, I hear a lot of the, the momentum in terms of the golf fan. They're kind of changing their tune. Before it was, hey, we love all this drama. Now it's like, can we just focus on the damn tournament on the course already? I don't think that's going to get any better. I don't think they're going to get any relief there. I think that this conversation and this debate is only just beginning. It's play-by-play. Let's catch a break. Our final break, when we get back, we'll give you betting picks. Man, don't mean to pat myself on the back. If you follow us on Patreon, uh, we have been smoking hot. 9-1 and one in the last two days. Four straight winning days. Yesterday here on the show, we were two out of three. We're doing pretty well, and we hope to stay hot and give you a couple of winners in the next segment of the show. It's play-by-play on KLEB. We'll be right back after this. Tiger Rag, three-time Home Depot Coach of the Year. Two-time AP College Football Coach of the Year. 11 seasons at Notre Dame. Two college football playoff appearances. And now, the head coach of the LSU Tigers, Brian Kelly. Brian Kelly. What the fadizzle? I know LSU fans will love Brian Kelly. I'm excited. Success follows him everywhere he goes. All he does is win. The winningest coach in Notre Dame history. Tiger Rag Magazine will be there as LSU ushers in a new era on the gridiron. He wants to win a championship. His plan to take this program to the next level I be is the same as ours. Under the bright lights. Not here to taste success. I want to be He's here to sustain on the Broadway stage. Shows where LSU is as a program right now. We have a lot of talent and a lot of talent coming in. Super excited. <laughs> I want the fans here early, tailgating and having a great time and and filling the stadium and being enthusiastic. Find Tiger Rag on newsstands and online at tigerrag.com. I want to tell you a secret everyone should know. Are you listening? When it comes to your body. The greatest gift you can give yourself is knowing your HIV status. Knowing your status allows you to live your life and stay healthy. So follow my lead. I'm doing it. I'm doing it. I'm doing it. And make HIV testing a part of your routine. It's fast, free, and confidential. Get tested today. You'll be glad you did. Visit cdc.gov forward slash doing it. Lady of the Sea Community Pharmacy staff are trained in finding the lowest cost available on your medication. Stop by with your prescriptions or medicine bottles and let one of us review your options with you. With two convenient locations to serve you, we're located in Rouse's Supermarket, Highway 3235 in La Rose, or at Lady of the Sea Medical Clinic in Cutoff. Our staff available Monday through Friday from 8.30 a.m. to 7 p.m. and Saturdays 9 a.m. to 3 p.m. We treat you like family at Lady of the Sea. 
Hey, Mike Davis here. Looking for your next new vehicle? Come check us out at Golden Motors. Price is priority. Come place your very own order or choose what is in stock or coming in. Many 2022 Silverado trucks and SUVs to choose from. New vehicles are here on the way. Chevy, find new roads. And if you're looking for that slightly pre-owned or any make and model vehicle, we have it in our huge selection or don't see it, we can get it. Just stop by on the back road and cut off or call us at 985-325-1000. About five minutes left here on the show, and on this week of play-by-play, we thank everybody for listening. Our download numbers have been pretty good. I want to give special thanks to Chandler Guitros for his usual Friday interview, also to Damien St. Pierre for his usual Friday interview, and then also to Corey Abair with the Blue Boot Rodeo. Um, so excited for them and all the wonderful things that they're doing. So excited for, like, that's the thing, like, Success breeds success, man. Like, I'm so excited for all three of our call-in guests that we've had on today, man. Like, Damien and them are killing it with the Flash. They're winning games and winning tournaments, and, you know, they're going to nationals because they're the state champions. Like, that's awesome. That's inspiring. Coach Chandler with Tarpon Baseball, they make it to the quarterfinals two straight seasons, and, you know, now they're having a great ride over the summer with this next bunch, and that's great to see. That's awesome for our community. And then, of course, Corey and Darby and Nicole and everybody with the Blue Boot Rodeo. It's, it's unbelievable the amount of money that they've been able to raise. And then also, as Corey said during his interview, which you'll be able to hear in our archives, what they've done with the money that they've raised, which is the reason why the revenues continue to grow. It's one thing to have an event and you know to have a lot of support or whatever, but people don't see the progress necessarily. Sometimes that can make things get a little bit stale. No, these guys are always working. They're always, you know, working hard to, you know, make things better. A terrible thing happened and they are working tirelessly to make sure that it's going to happen less and less for future generations. So kudos to them for that effort. And all three of our guests are just doing great things for the people in our community. And it's inspiring and it's great to see and it's great to hear. We've got betting picks and then we'll get out of here and we'll go enjoy our weekends. Um, the first betting pick I got today is I like the Brewers in an even money game to defeat the Reds. Eric Lauer is throwing for Milwaukee against Hunter Green for Cincinnati. On the surface, this looks like a huge mismatch because Hunter Green's got a big old 3-7 and seven record and a 5.10 ERA. He's not been any good, but he's been great lately. He, he was a guy that used to have like a 7 or 8 ERA. He's had several straight good starts now. But with that having been said, at a smaller ballpark like Cincinnati, I think the Brewers are going to touch him a little bit, and Lauer is going to be able to do just enough. I think the Brewers are going to win a close game, a competitive game, but I think Milwaukee's going to take care of business on the road. They're just the better team than Cincinnati. They're at a different stage in their you know development, so to speak, and I think that they're going to get the win. I like the Yankees today in an even money game. Again, two straight even money games to beat the Blue Jays out in Toronto. Jordan Montgomery's throwing for the Bombers against uh, Ross Stripling uh, for Toronto. The Yankees are 47-16. and 16. Unless if they're facing like Jacob DeGrom, who's not pitched yet this year, but like that level of ace, they shouldn't be underdogs against anybody. No disrespect to Ross Stripling. He's got an ERA of 3.14. He's solid. 
The Yankees shouldn't be even money in this game. The Yankees should be minus 130, minus 140, maybe even minus 145. They are a better team than Toronto. They are 10 games better in the East standings right now. That this is even money is a little puzzling to me. Maybe it almost makes it feel like a trap a little bit, but I think New York is going to take care of business on the road and get the win. One more, and then we'll get out of here. Let's see. I like... Um, Again, you guys remember, I, I get a list of about seven or eight of these, and I give you on the cuff what I think the the winners are going to be. I'm not going to give you St. Louis today, but Boston's throwing their ace. Um, let me give you instead San Diego today, playing at Coors. I think the Padres are going to win and cover a minus 140 against the Rockies. The Rockies are not playing well. They're 27-37. and 37. Kyle Freeland is throwing for them at Coors. They're going to be a lot of runs scored probably. Mackenzie Gore's throwing for San Diego. He's been good in the RA of 2.5. The Padres come in swinging it well. They just beat the hell out of the Cubs in a three-game series out in Wrigley. Scored a ton of runs while doing it. Actually, I think that might have been a four-game series. Yeah, four-game series out in Wrigley. Won all four of them. Um, Colorado and San Diego have played four times this year. They've split the games, but this go around the first series for San Diego in Colorado. I think they'll score. I think they'll take advantage of some dented-up Rockies pitching and I think they'll get the win. Thanks to everybody for listening. It's been a great week here on Play by Play. We've now got five shows down. We're going to take a little break, be back at it on Monday. Uh, we're going to be back at it actually tomorrow for the Sports Corner, brought to you by Terrebonne General Community Sports Institute. That'll be tomorrow from 10 to 12. But our next Play by Play will be back at you on Monday. We will be talking, um, who knows? Who knows? We'll be talking about the U.S. Open, the NBA draft, High school stuff. We're going to try to have Coach Shelly Vedros, the new Central Lafouche football coach, on the interim on. So we'll be trying to keep things fresh, keep things rolling, and have a great summer with you all. You've been listening to Play by Play. This is Casey Justclair signing off, wishing you all a great weekend. Enjoy the rest of your day. Y'all, if you're going to be outside for Father's Day. Oh, yeah, that's the last thing. Happy Father's Day to all the dads out there. Thanks to you all for what you are doing and have done. And if you're going to be outside, you know, barbecuing or whatever on Father's Day, take care of yourself because it is hot as heck out there. And next week, it's only going to get even hotter with temperatures expected to be above 100 in our area. So let's stay hydrated. Let's stay safe. Let's be responsible. It's Casey just going wrapping up. Have a great weekend. Happy Father's Day, everybody. God bless. EB, 1600 AM and K274 DE, 102.7 FM, Golden Meadow.